Welcome to True Crime Sucks, a podcast about the best and worst of true crime TV and documentaries. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Sucks, a podcast about the best and worst of true crime TV and documentaries. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, Cindy Aravina's here. Hey, happy to be back, but for a sad reason. Yeah, as opposed to that super upbeat documentary we covered on the first episode, which I believe was There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane. Is that the oh, one? Oh, yeah, a gut punch. Yeah, but this good timing, happy go lucky documentary. No, it's not. We Absolutely are, not. We are covering Scout's Honor, the secret files of the Boy Scouts of America. And oh, man, this is heavy. It's mm-hmm. very heavy. There is a. Uh, an hour and a half of grown men sobbing is pretty much what this is. Pretty much. Were you ever, uh, before we get into the documentary, were you ever a Girl Scout? Uh, no, I was not. I had friends, some, a couple of friends that were, but no, not myself. I was a Cub Scout briefly. And then this is like the incident that taught me to hate dudes, basically. I was a Cub Scout and unrelated to that. I was walking home from school one day and this friend of mine had a brother who was in kindergarten and I would have been like second, third grade, something like that. Mm -hmm. And this kid in kindergarten was like squaring up like he wanted to fight me. And I was like twice as big as this kid. So I wasn't going to fight him. And I was just like, no, I'm not like, we're not going to fight. And I just walked away and I went to my Cub Scout meeting that night. And when I got there, all of my fellow Cub Scout troops men come running out, pointing at me and laughing and saying I got beat up by a kindergartner. And I like took off like very dramatic. I took off my fucking Boy Scout handkerchief and fucking chucked it at him. And I just turned around and walked home. It's like, that's not the kind of goddamn social activity I'm trying to have as a kid. Oh my God, Adam. I'm so proud of you. But what the fuck? Wait, this was adults laughing at you too? No, but the adults didn't do much to stop it. Right, right. Ugh, just terrible. Yeah. And, oh, I've just never liked dudes ever. Like, I don't like dude energy. Ugh. Yeah. That's why I watch sports alone. I'm not going to a fucking bar (laughs) and hanging out with those maniacs. But I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the, the boys will be boys mentality at all. Yeah. Same. Also, speaking of Boy Scouts, I never was one myself, but I did once see an entire Boy Scout troop with their troop leaders at a Hooters at the Mall mm. of America in mm. Minnesota. And after watching this and like reflecting on that, I'm like, was that the first secret? Like, is that the first thing you trust these kids to not go tell mom and dad and the ones who come back and tell, you know, you don't touch them. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. That's what I say. It was a, it was a weird situation. Like the friend I was with, like straight up asked one of the troop leaders, if the parents knew that these kids were at Hooters and they didn't, the parents of course were not. Absolutely told. not. No. You see one kid in a Hooters, you're like, ooh. Yeah, it's so always sketch weird. when people are bringing their kids to Hooters. Like, n- no shade on Hooters. I love the chicken wings. No, no. Although they are easy to replicate at home. And, like, uh, you know, I'm not mad at the setup at Hooters. But, yeah, don't bring your kids there. That's no, a- go to Chili's. It's the same food. Yeah, it's a weird choice. Go to fucking Buffalo Wild Wings if you need wings that bad. <laughs> 
very easy. So, oh my God. yeah. The, now we have dispensed with the lighthearted part of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle in, guys. It's one of the episodes I'm doing. Now it's time to get into this. I did not realize, like, I knew there was a sex abuse scandal surrounding Boy Scouts of America. I didn't realize how big it was. Like, this was the biggest sex abuse scandal. And when they said that in the documentary, I was like, even bigger than the Catholic Church? And they immediately That was my first thought, too. Even bigger than the Catholic Church. And I Mm -hmm. was like, I don't know, but okay. Because it seems like the Catholic Church would have put up more numbers than this, right? It seems like it, but this this organization was backed by more. It was backed by a lot of different uh, religious groups. So there was just more like after watching this, I'm like, no, that makes perfect sense that this is like um, as prolific as it is. And it's probably even more prolific than we realize, because like when I'm watching this, I'm like, do they even have Boy Scouts of America in other countries or like something like this? But not only uh, do other countries have their own scout stuff, it's it's the same organization. The Boy Scouts Uh, of America are in 37 different countries. Oh, shit. So, yeah, Yeah. they probably were putting up similar numbers because there's also a point later on we're jumping ahead a little where we find out that boy scouts of america is kind of funneling kids toward mormonism and the catholic church and like yeah vice versa like the mormon church like makes every at least at some point made every kid go through boy scouts which oh that's Mm. that's bad times that's bad times and like it makes sense that from the beginning of Boy Scouts, pretty much. There were sex creeps lingering Mm -hmm. around. And there's even a a quote from one of them at some point where they're like, well, why did you pick the Boy Scouts to be the place you did your crimes? And he was like, because they make it so easy. Just point blank. Like, yep, that's why it was handed to me on a silver platter. And like, we're talking about an organization where you leave your kids with them for like days on end. Mm -hmm. overnight camping trips to the woods and this whole time the boy scouts have been doing nothing to make sure that person taking your kids to the woods is not a sex predator it's horrifying absolutely horrifying and of of course where did we get this wonderful organization from other than our our good older brother england oh yeah 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 thanks england Yeah, they had it for three years, and then they're like, America, you take this. Yeah, and who can blame them? We're attracting all the pedophiles, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, and and since, like, the very beginning, there's been cases like this. It's insane. Yeah, one of the first people we meet in this is a former detective named Michael Johnson. Mm -hmm. And, oh, man, good cop alert. This guy. Dude, I wanted to give him a hug. This guy fucking rules. Because here's the yeah. thing. He was a detective, but he mostly focused on child sex crimes, mm-hmm. which like that's the kind of de- like that's what we need police to be doing. Absolutely. Traffic stops. Not so much. Dealing mm-hmm. with mental health crises. Nope. But no. Tracking down sex offenders. Sure thing. That, Absolutely. I'm all for it. And he was a detective for 16 years and quit to become the youth protection director at the national headquarters of Boy Scouts of America. It's crazy that a job title like that even exists. Right. Like, why should that, why should it have to be called that? Yeah. Like if Hmm. I was a parent touring Boy Scout headquarters and I walked past the office with that on the door, 
I'd be like, what the fuck is that for? What are you protecting, protecting? against? What <laughs> protecting these kids from what? And they're like, ah, nothing. It's nothing. We also one of the first people we meet, Patrick Boyle. He is a journalist and it says author of Scout's Honor. I'm assuming that's a book. There's definitely enough meat on this bone to make a book out of this. And he was investigating a lawsuit filed against Boy Scouts of America by someone who was abused as a kid. And during that suit, they had to turn over these secret files about people who'd been kicked out of BSA basically for being sex criminals. And when I saw the title of this documentary, I thought it was just like one of those history channel, like the secret files of America. But no, they had a secret file. Literally. That they kept locked up in a safe at the headquarters since like the 1920s. And they called it the perversion files. (laughs) Yes. It was either called the secret files or the perversion files. Those were the two names. And there's never any good reason for secret files. That's always a red flag. Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, and they also called it the red flag list. Yeah. Yeah. Just everything just rolled into one, (laughs) one neat little package. And these files go way back to like the 1920s, because I think Boy Scouts started in like 1906 or something like that. And apparently there was like a decade long grace period before pedophiles, before the the light bulb went off over their head. And they were like, Boy Scouts, I like to scout boys. (laughs) Let me join. This is a quote from Patrick Boyle. Scouting has always attracted men who are attracted to young boys. The struggle within the organization has been to keep them out and keep it quiet. And that's they failed at both. They failed really bad. And this is a struggle they've been dealing with for like a hundred years. At some point you got to be like, we quit. We're, We're done. If, if this is how America is going to treat the boy scouts, then we just won't be the boy scouts anymore. We will dissolve this organization for the safety of these kids. But no, they don't do that. No. Because they're volunteer run, except for the people who run the organization who are definitely paid. It's a nonprofit. People pay. I mean, I I don't know what like a Boy Scout membership would run a parent in today's money, especially after this. But in its heyday, I have to imagine parents were dropping like hundreds of dollars a year for their kids to be in Scouts. Yeah. I mean, you have to buy the uniform. You have Mm -hmm. to buy all... And it's not just a uniform. There's all sorts of like there's a bandana. There's a little metal thing. And yeah, you got to I'm assuming there's other costs. I really didn't stick with it that long. But that's the other thing. They also, at least in some cases, like just sort of prey on poor people as pedophiles, Mm -hmm. too. It's uh, pretty goddamn horrifying. And so yeah, poor single mothers, people that think that they need like male guidance for their kids. Yeah. That's where they get you. And like, I don't know, I'm always suspicious of anyone who wants to work that close with kids, like aside from teachers, very noble profession. That's different. (laughs) (laughs) That's very different. Like we need teachers. Teachers have to teach kids. I get that. This I don't get. I don't know. Other than if you were a pedophile, I I have no idea why a 40 year old man, for example, would be like, you know what I want to do? Take 18 kids to the woods and camp like they're kids. They're going to be all fucking incorrigible. Ugh. 
Yeah, but that's that. Maybe that's the other appeal of someone who's maybe doing this and is not a pedophile. It's like, well, I get to indoctrinate these kids with like patriotism and take them out into the woods, and they're going to be obedient because they've been indoctrinated with like the rules of this organization. It's like, even if you're not like a sex pervert in this, like there's still, I think, uh, something about having control over you know much weaker and smaller people than you. That is a pe- I don't know. Maybe there are some good fatherly figures in this, but it's completely overshadowed by just the disgustingness that has come out of it. Yeah. And I imagine if you went through Boy Scouts as a kid and were not sexually abused, then I can see you coming out the other end of that thinking, well, it was good for me. Why wouldn't I send my kid there? And there's even one of the, like they interview a lot of victims here. One of them is described as a victim, but also a Boy Scout parent so like yeah they didn't go into that yeah i wanted to know more about that like that Mm -hmm. decision to still send your kids to boy scouts even though you went through this depraved abuse when you were in it Mm -hmm. but that's how like being a victim of stuff like this works sometimes like you, you can't expect people to make the rational decisions you think you would make in that situation because you've never been abused in this way yeah and it makes you also wonder how many abusers this created right from it being so prolific unfortunately but that is also what happens yeah exactly and so yeah the journalist that they interview patrick boyle he published i'm assuming a bunch of stories about this because as he Mm. when he found out about that lawsuit and found out that the secret file had to be released he started going through it assuming there were going to be like you know, maybe five, 10 people named in that. And it's Mm -mm. just like hundreds and hundreds of names. And he writes his first article about it. And this is a thing you see a bunch throughout this documentary. He gets a bunch of hate from people who are like, Hey, stop being mean to the boy scouts. This is an isolated incident. It's like, clearly it's not. But, and so one of the examples he brings up as an especially egregious case is Thomas Hacker, who was a Boy Scout leader, was convicted of sex crimes and sentenced to a hundred years in prison. And as it turned out, before the case that sent him to prison, he'd been a scout leader in a bunch of different areas and was molesting kids there too. And like molesting isn't the right word. He was raping these kids. And in a lot of cases, that's what it is like molesting isn't the right word for it. Mm-mm. And he would like get caught and just apologize and ask them to not tell anyone. And he'd be like, well, I'm going to get help. And then he would just disappear to another state and do that shit again. And like, it was something like he, like he, he was convicted of, of, uh, raping over like 300 kids, like just like absolute, like chilling numbers. Yeah. It was a whole lot. And he's the one when the police ask, well, why the Boy Scouts? Mm -hmm. And he was like, they make it so easy. Like you get, I don't know if he's the one who described it this way, but like what other organization has given you like overnight access to people's kids without so much as a fucking background check? Like we find out later on, they rejected the idea of even asking for a government issued ID. My jaw was on the floor for that part. I was like, even running an ID? Like, that is the most basic fucking step you can take. <laughs> and they're like, but no, we'd have to pay people to do that. And it's like, then pay people to do that. Fucking maniacs. 
And yeah, all of the accounts from victims in this are as horrifying as you'd expect. A little different than the unfortunately high number of documentaries similar to this in that these are all men. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it stands to reason like men don't come up as much in the sexual abuse discussion, but obviously happens to men too, especially as young boys and teens. And it's a lot of times in organizations like this, I went to high school with a kid who like all of a sudden decided he was super religious And he started going to this church and like two weeks in a motherfucker, they were at church standing in a circle, like singing worship songs or something. And this motherfucker just reached over and put his hand down the front of my friend's pants. And I was like, so you're going to stop going to that church, right? He did not stop going to that church. Which I hope he's okay today. I really hope he's okay. Yeah, me too. So Michael Johnson, let's, talk about him some more. He goes to a superior at Boy Scouts and asks if there's any sort of like standard of care document for organizations that serve youths because he gets this job with Boy Scouts and he gets to his desk the first day expecting there's going to be like, well, here's your training materials. Here's what you want to know. And there's none of that. They're just like, no, just tell people we're safe. That's all we really need you to do. Just tell people that Boy Scouts are safe. For kids and to his credit like he could have done that he could have taken that easy money and just been like all right if that's all you need me to do i can do that but he was like i don't think it's safe I, I think- no you'd hope after working um in detective work for child abuse cases for 16 years like your response yeah. would be like absolutely not i'm not a marketing department for this yeah He probably walked in his first day and was like, shit, it smells like my old job in here. (laughs) Oh, God. It's like, oh, because there's a lot of child abuse happening here, too. He he knew exactly what was going on, like, pretty, pretty immediately. And so he asks about this standard of care document. And his boss, a guy named James Terry, says, no, there's nothing like that. So Michael Johnson calls the CDC instead. And he's like, look, I'm with Boy Scouts. I need to know, do you have this? standard of care document. And the CDC's like, yeah, the Boy Scouts participated in making it. And it's just like a straight up book. They send him this book and he opens it. And on the back page, not only does it say the Boy Scouts participated in making it, it was James Terry, whose name was listed. The same guy who was like, no, we don't have anything like that. Fuck James Terry. Yeah. James, there's a few people in here who are real, real big pieces of shit. I'm ready to throw hands at all of them. Yeah. And James Terry's one of them. Michael Johnson goes back to him and is like, hey, you said this thing didn't exist, but your name's in it. And he goes, all right, well, my name's in it, but I'm not the one who actually went. And Michael Johnson goes, well, did you at least know this existed? And he was like, yeah, I knew. I knew it existed. And like, just didn't tell him. And then it gets worse because Michael, Michael Johnson is like, well, who went? who attended this thing. And he goes, oh, it was a guy named Doug Smith. He was the former chairman of the Youth Protection Division of Boy Scouts of America, the same division Michael Johnson's in charge of now. And the thing about Doug Smith, he was eventually arrested for child pornography. And there's even a phone interview with him where he's talking about this document and the purpose it served. And at the end, the filmmaker's like, hey, 
why'd you leave Boy Scouts? And he was like, oh, you know, I resigned after I got arrested for child porn. And it's like, that's who worked on the standard of care document? Like, that's like letting the pedophiles write the pedophilia laws. Yeah. Kind of. It's like, no, actually, we can live in schools if we want. Ugh, what and and also just these monsters that they keep featuring in this are just also like the most like scary troll looking like scumbags on top of it all. You're like, wow, you look evil too. This guy especially. Yeah. When they said Doug Smith and then cut to that first picture of him. I was like, oh, he's a pedophile. That guy's a yeah. pedophile. Like he's got it. He's got pedophile face. And I'm convinced after watching this documentary, that's absolutely a thing because there's just a look in these motherfuckers eyes. Ooh, you've seen the Danny Masterson pictures. He's got a weird look in his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's a fucking problem. And is Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis going to be canceled for writing like character letters on his behalf? I mean, fuck them as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's that's a bad look like at some point even if they're a friend you got to be like dude i got a career of my own to fucking worry about i don't have the one who raped anybody no but they didn't think those letters would be made public because they are stupid yeah yeah exactly so stephen mcgowan he is the boy scouts of america general counsel and he is such an apologist for what is the largest goddamn child sex abuse scandal ever. And he's just like his whole defense. And he goes back to this time and time again throughout the documentary is, well, we're just a microcosm of society. So if child sex abuse is happening within Boy Scouts, it's happening everywhere else at the same rate. And it's like, no, that is obviously faulty reasoning because again as michael johnson brings up no other organization gives access to people's kids like this like it's obviously going to be worse here because they make the conditions for it so easy and with him especially too i'm just like what is the backstory there did are you, sir, a pedo? Or did you get abused? Like, what are what are you trying to like reconcile in your brain? Because this is this is too much, absolutely too much. Yeah, it seems like when he took this job, he had to be like, well, I've always wondered what hell will be like. <laughs> he's he's getting ready, and you know, this the, taking this job will get me there. I'll get to go check it out at least. Like, this is the definition of the devil's work. Like, I'm surprised. Here's the thing. Couldn't Boy Scouts have just been like, we're not going to talk to you for this. Like, why did they even send someone? I don't know. I don't know. Why this guy agreed to appear in this. I was thinking that the whole time, just like, wow, he's re- he doesn't, he's no self-awareness. He thinks he's really like spitting the truth here. Yeah. He's trying to be very lawyerly and he's just mm-hmm. bad at it. He's, he's really bad at it. And yeah, this is the point where when he's trying to make this case that like, well, you know, most child sex abuse happens in the home and it happens like people who are familiar to the kid are the ones who do it. And it's like, yeah, but it also happens at a fucking quite a clip within Boy Scouts. Yeah. They bring up a case that happened in the 70s in New Orleans where these four dudes who were pedophiles Mm -hmm. just decided to form a Boy Scout troop and go into impoverished neighborhoods, hit up single moms and recruit their kids into 
Boy Scouts on the grounds of like what you said earlier, like, hey, they need a male presence in their life. We're just trying to be that. And what they were actually doing was setting up an actual child sex trafficking ring. Like they got these kids and basically sold them off to other pedophiles. And there's a quote from one of the victims, and it's like the most obvious thing. He says they never should have let four single men set up a Boy Scout troop. And like, fuck no, they shouldn't have. That's insane. And they go into a lot of details about it. It's really, really fucking horrifying. But there is at least like a good guy doctor Mm -hmm. involved here because the victim they interview, he was like, I didn't feel comfortable telling anyone. And then he was at a doctor's appointment. The doctor was like, so how you doing? And he just like unloaded Mm -hmm. about all of this stuff that was happening. And the doctor was like, give me their contact information. And they got fucking arrested just like that. Amazing. Shout out to cigarette doctor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was smoking the whole time. This this kid was like, I like the cut of this jo- doctor's jib. I feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. After they deal with all the pedophile stuff, he's got to be like, we got to figure out why you're coughing so much too, kid. Yeah. What's that all about? And how about the Harry Connick Sr. sighting? That was fun. Is he actually related? Yeah. That's Harry Connick Jr.'s dad. What? Yeah. He's still alive. He's an attorney in New Orleans. Holy yeah. That's what shit. tipped me off because this happened in New Orleans. And Mm. I knew Harry Connick Sr. was not a singer, but was someone of note nonetheless. Yeah, Harry Connick Sr. is 97. Yeah, that's crazy. And he looks great. He looks really good for 97. Holy shit. Yeah. How about Joseph Anglum? He was a Boy Scouts of America representative who also worked in the Child Protection Division. And there's all these perversion files that have his name stamped on them. And when the filmmaker, was it the filmmaker who asked him? I think it was the filmmaker or no, the journalist, Mm -hmm. the, the journalist ends up interviewing this guy. And he's like, well, what, what about all these perversion files? And the guy's like, I never read a single one. And he's like, but your name is on them. Why, how would you like just stamp your name and not read them? And he was like, well, no one told me I needed to read them. No one told me I had that there was a problem. And meanwhile, The people sending these files are probably assuming he's going to read them and see that there's a problem. But he was just like, no one told me I needed to read them. It's like, what do you think they're sending them for? What? How embarrassing to admit that. It's insane. And this is when the part where Michael Johnson brings up that they should, you know, do background checks for troop leaders. And Boy Scouts of America was saying that they had background checks for troop leaders at a point when they, again, weren't even asking for a government ID. He wanted them to at least do that. And they decided that would be too expensive and it would, you know, they'd have to pay a person. That person would have to do work when instead we could just, you know, keep hiring pedophiles. And and they're a 501c3. Like, can't they just write all this shit off? Oh, yeah. To do it properly. It's all greed. It's absolutely all greed. Easy money. He also wanted anyone placed in that perversion file to be reported to law enforcement. And that general counsel fuck pushed back really hard against that. And again, I'm I'm just shocked this guy even agreed to be in it. 
Well, he quit last year working for them. So I wonder if he like reflected on what he said in the doc and was like, I am horrible or I don't know what the story is there, but I'm like, oh, he's gone now. Interesting. Yeah. That, I can't imagine he came out of this interview being like that went well. That's, yeah. that's going to be a good look for the boy scouts. And how do you sleep at night, bro? Come on. Yeah. He wanted a policy where kids who were abused should report it to a trusted adult. Whereas Michael Johnson was like, listen, these are kids. These are independent kids of the 2000s who just want to figure shit out on their own. Give them a hotline that they can text. That is going to make them feel way more comfortable than going to a trusted adult in a situation where a trusted adult has just abused that trust. And now you have to assume the other troop leader is not a pedophile or something. Like, who do you go tell when you're in the woods with the adult that your parents left you with? The one that you have to get home with. Exactly. And he w- Johnson was told that one of the big problems here was, well, we can't, like, report this or, like, put the people in the perversion files. Like, we can't report that to police because we, we have to be careful to not defame anyone. And Michael Johnson is like, has that ever happened? Like, has even one time when you reported child sex abuse, did that person come back and sue you for defamation? And they're like, nah, it's never happened. Not a once. Not even once. And it's so crazy to me. Like, I know they don't believe that stance, but like to even make that argument, it's like, okay, so you would rather fight all of these child sex abuse lawsuits instead of fighting the one defamation suit that might come along from being a little more proactive about this. Even from a financial standpoint, it makes no sense. Except, I think it's kind of along the lines of, there's this big talking point in the UFO community right now Mm -hmm. about how maybe the American government has had technology that could have like stopped global warming this whole time that we found on alien crafts, but we just wanted to like raid the planet more and like get all that oil before we started using it. And now there's this conundrum because, well, a lot of people have died because of global warming and you suppress that technology. If that's the case, it would put government types in a bit of a pickle. Because, sure, we can fix global warming. We're just going to have to admit millions of people died while we didn't fix it and still could have. I wonder if it's kind of the same thing with the Boy Scouts, where for a Mm. lot of years they were like, all right, we'll just we'll fight this. We'll do our best to keep pedophiles out. And then at one point they were just like, fuck, we failed and we let a lot of kids get abused. And now we have no choice but to kind of keep letting kids get abused and to not admit that we're wrong and yeah it's gotta be just it's spun out of control so soon and so quickly and like by the time the buckets were overflowing it was just like mm, let's pretend we don't know that the buckets are overflowing yeah one of the victim stories they talk about the christopher schultz story that one is really really bad and you know it's gonna be because they interview his brother and his brother And they were both Boy Scout members where the troop leader was both a priest and a Boy Scout troop leader. So it's like, ooh, double stranger danger. And sure enough, he was a sex creep. He raped both of them. But and this is Richard's words. 
he preferred Christopher. And as soon as they start telling the story, I'm like, oh man, Christopher killed himself. Yeah. Young too. Yeah. He was crazy young. Yeah. And what's even more shocking about it is even after this kid kills himself, the family is like shunned by the community for bringing all this negative light to the Boy Scouts. Like someone shows up at their house and tells them to stop talking about it or bad things will happen to the family. It's like bad things already happened to the family. Like what the fuck? But I mean, that was the this was like the 70s, right? That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucking church committee times, gas lines. People were too preoccupied to protect kids, I guess. Yeah. And no internet. No internet. Boy mm. or Boy Scouts lucky there was no internet this whole time. <laughs> this fucking house of cards would have fallen a lot sooner, probably. Oh, yeah. Another part that made me really angry. In the 70s, in the name of addressing the pedophilia issue, which again, way back in the 70s, was a very well-known issue already. They issued, they being Boy Scouts of America, issued a new directive that gay people were not allowed to be troop leaders because in their view, gay people are pedophiles. And like, if you're attracted to men, you must be attracted to boys too. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't work like that at all. And that's the thing. Michael Johnson is such an authority on this. Like he worked on these crimes in particular for 16 years. And he's like, man, it's mostly straight dudes. It's dudes with wives and girlfriends who are also out here sexually abusing young boys. But Boy Scouts of America were adamant that, well, homosexuals are pedophiles. Like that was their literal stance. And uh, it was gross. It was gross. And backed by the church. That sentiment also backed by the church. Right. And yeah, Mormon, Catholic, they had a lot of backing for this. And yeah, because like we mentioned earlier, the Mormon church would send kids through Boy Scouts just like automatically. The Catholic church, not as much, but they would still do it. And both of those groups sent a lot of funding to mm-hmm. Boy Scouts. And so the Boy Scouts of America like adopted their politics kind of and their especially their feelings toward gay people at the time. I don't know why I say at the time. I don't think it's evolved that much <laughs> in much. either of those churches. And the Boy Scouts fought so hard for their right to discriminate against people for being gay. There is they bring up something called the Dale decision and that the Dale in question is Dale Cerciori. Uh, I I don't know if I'm getting that last name right, but I think so. Yeah, we'll go with that. I think it's pretty close. He was a scout leader who was kicked out for being gay. He sued and they took it all the way to the goddamn Supreme Court to defend their right to discriminate against gay people. And good for Dale. I get I just kind of skimmed a couple things about this case and I think Dale did this on purpose. I think, I don't think it's that he went into Boy Scouts having a genuine desire to be a troop leader and was just outed as being gay and fired. He was a gay rights activist at Mm. the time. And I'm almost certain if you dig into it enough, he probably got that job as a troop leader so they would fire him so he could file this lawsuit, which 
that's how it has to happen sometimes. Smart. Yeah. I'm, I'm not knocking it. Yeah. Good job, Dale. And But also fuck the Boy Scouts of America anyway. <laughs> Just yeah. they need to stop. And also, damn, that Catholic Church connection is unfortunate. It's like, were they fucking working together to abuse kids? Probably. I mean, with the priest that was also the scout leader, like I have to imagine there was a good amount of crossover, a little bit of a Venn diagram going on there. There's another case, Tamor Dykes. He was a scout leader in a Mormon-sponsored troop, was eventually kicked out of the Mormons for being a sex creep, but was allowed to keep his scout leader role. Just like, what the fuck is that? Oh, Yeah, there was like the letter, yeah, excommunicated, but he's like clear to, to go be with the scouts. Yeah, and there's that, that part they bring up about when Boy Scouts did get sued in, in the event. They were sued by a victim of child sex abuse. One of their tactics would be to ask the victim if they enjoyed the sex because their argument was like, well, sometimes kids from a rough background or poor background, they'll like engage in sex acts early as one of their ways of acting out. And it's like, how are you making this argument right now? Like, do you hear yourself? Like they're basically saying, well, the kid wanted it. So, so I wanted to throw up. Our troop leader gave it to him. It's like, mm. Jesus, like that. Imagine going to court and that's going to be your argument. Like you're that lawyer who has to be like, come on, kid. What were you wearing? Those, so gross. Those little short blue shorts. Eh? You didn't think that was going to turn anyone on? It's fucking mm. horrifying. I hope those lawyers step on nails. Yeah, yeah, I hope they all break an ankle in the fucking shower. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Carrie Lewis was one of Tamor Dyke's victims. He sued the BSA and won $18 million. And what's great about this, I mean, it's not great, but he was funneled to the Boy Scouts through the Mormon church. Mm -hmm. And he sued the Mormon church and Boy Scouts both. And the Mormon church very smartly just settled immediately they were like we don't fucking want this in the news holy buckets but the boy scouts were like nah we're gonna fight and carrie lewis ended up getting an 18 million dollar settlement but also during the course of his case it was ruled that the bsa had to make their perversion files public finally finally and eventually, like they fought that really hard, but eventually files naming more than 1900 scout leaders who'd been accused of sex crimes were posted online. And that's tragic. Not the part where their names were posted, but that there were 1900 fucking sex abusers in this organization. And even then that general counsel fuck is like, okay, but over what amount of time? Like, does it matter? It's like, dude, it could be a hundred years. 19 per year is way too many. That's insane. Like what a batshit and insane thing to say on camera. And he just thinks this is normal. This is what happens everywhere. And what's good about this there was a very positive outcome from the Carrie Lewis lawsuit in that what had kept the Boy Scouts mostly safe from liability and all this was statute of limitations laws. Like one lawyer they interview explains that like child sex abuse victims get less statute of limitation time than like contract disputes, which... Mm -hmm. 
It's also pointed out that in a case like this, like when this crime happens, you're a kid. You don't know it's a crime. Mm -hmm. Like it takes years and years and years and years for you to even like for it all to click. And you're like, fuck, I was abused. And by then the statute of limitations has passed. Absolutely. Yeah. It's devastating. It was devastating. It's 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 not this way in every state, but in a lot of states, including California, New York, a lot of heavy hitters with a huge population did change this in what, 2020? Yeah. I remember this being on the ballot. Yeah. One of the things that came about as a result of this Boy Scout suit and their files being released is all of this reform as it pertained to statute of limitation laws and child sex crimes. And a bunch of states opened up windows where no matter when it happened, if you were the victim of child sex abuse, you could come forward and file your claim and the courts would accept it. And that is how, like once that decision came down, like once those laws started being passed, Boy Scouts of America immediately filed bankruptcy because they were like, we're going to get sued so much. And they were right. More than 82,000 lawsuits were eventually filed. And what sucks about it is because they filed bankruptcy, all of those victims essentially became creditors, which put them in the same class as like the fucking refrigerator repair guy they never paid or something like that. And now no one can file individual lawsuits. They all are part of this bankruptcy filing. So like filing bankruptcy just proved to be a shelter for a bunch of fucking pedophiles. And that's gross. And yeah, the, the lawyer McGowan just throughout this whole thing, he just keeps pushing the idea that like, Hey, this is just society. And they're picking on the boy scouts because we got all the money. It's like a motherfucker. If you had all the money, you'd hire someone to look at an ID or two every once in a while. Yeah. What the fuck? Cause we have all the money. Yeah. No one's, I've not once have I ever heard someone describe the Boy Scouts as this like big, rich organization. Like, yeah, I'm like, y'all don't even sell the cookies. Like, shut up. Yeah. Like no one's coming for you because you're rich. They're coming for you because you raped a bunch of fucking kids. And this has been known like you remember the SNL sketch from like the the 90s. It was Adam Sandler and Alec Baldwin. It's Canteen Boy. It's it's all about this, but it was made into like a fucking joke. And it's not a funny sketch. They did it a lot of times. It's not a funny sketch. No. And yeah, like even if it wasn't known, like people had to suspect like, but it was known like they're like they show all of these newspaper clippings from cases throughout the year. There's the one that happened in New Orleans. Like there've been all these high profile cases, but all the while the Boy Scouts were just doing a great job of not really letting it become the news it should have been. And all because they didn't want to lose access to those kids and they didn't want parents to start thinking Boy Scouts weren't safe. And one of the last things that happens in this documentary, Michael Johnson, he Despite all of his protests that kids weren't safe, he had been working at the Boy Scouts this whole time. And people are like asking him, well, why did you still work there? He's like, I was the only one trying to protect the kids. Like if he left, then what happens? Yeah. But he starts hitting retirement age and they're like, all right, thank you for your service. Going to hit you with a real nice pension, but you can never talk about Boy Scouts or your work here ever again. And he was like, you know what? Fuck your money. Yeah. 
and like immediately holds a press conference and talks about this. And oh, he starts crying during the press conference. His glasses fog up. He's such a good dude. Dude, he held it together. Yeah. And then, yeah, that last speech. Yeah, that that was heavy. And then the last 10 to 15 minutes of this is just yeah. grown men sobbing. Like Devastating. It's, it's just a bunch of dudes talking about when they finally decided to come forward. Like there's a guy who is like clearly in his 60s or 70s mm-hmm. starts like crying about a friend who died in the 60s over this. Yeah. He was only in Scouts for three years. Yeah. Yeah. And like you can tell that like those three years like define that guy's life. Absolutely. It's so heartbreaking. And like, that's kind of the other reason this podcast is called True Crime Sucks. Like this isn't, this documentary in no sense of the word does it suck. It's really good. It's really well made. It's a story that needs to be told, obviously. But God damn, it's a tough watch. It, mm-hmm. the the story it tells sucks. I'm, I'm so glad it was a one-parter. I could not have done like a series on this. Yeah, this would have been brutal as yeah. like a three-part thing. And I, I'm with you. I really appreciate that they didn't indulge in that. And they could have like, they absolutely could have what they did leave in, I think was important just to show how, how horrific it did get not, I mean, and I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth cause I'm like, I don't think it's necessary to hear all this. I believe like these people, no matter what. Um, but I guess for some people, for, for the, I, I don't know how to, what I'm trying to say here, but it's just like, I get why they included the stories that they did include, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't make a big, big thing about what these people had to endure and more focused on how did it come to light? Who like a shout out to whoever hired Michael Johnson, because I don't think you yeah. realized what you were doing when you were hiring him or like who you were dealing with here. But like uh, whether it was a fuck up or on purpose, good, good yeah. that that happened. Yeah, he was great. And yeah, this documentary in a different filmmaker's hands, I, I could see there being like a middle episode that's just about the abuse stories. And it's like, yes, I want everyone who wants to tell their story to have a place to tell their story. But at some point, a documentary like that, like it starts getting into like torture porn sort yeah. of and like yeah. tragedy porn. And yeah, it was kind of a classy decision on the part of these filmmakers to keep this at an hour and 24 minutes. So it's not even yeah. 90 minutes. And there are filmmakers out there who would have stretched this shit out. Like, have you ever seen The Keepers? Uh, no, I have not. There's an episode of The Keepers that is just like nonstop pedal to the metal abuse stories. And it's like, Ugh. oh, man, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Thank to you watch. for telling me because now I will not watch it. <laughs> I fucking hated The Keepers. I didn't like that documentary series at all. Was that the one about the nuns? Yeah. Or like, okay. I think I watched a little bit of it and I was like, this is going to be way too much for me. I'm just going to stop it right here. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. There's also one about Jimmy Seville, who was that okay. British kind of know. TV presenter or something like that, who ended up being a huge pedophile. Hmm. And 
that's a two-part documentary on Netflix. And I watched the first one and it's the, the first episode and it's fascinating. It's just all about the mechanisms that were put in place that allowed him to be the abuser he was. And you hear no abuse stories in that first episode. And then when that second episode started, I was like, oh, I know what this is going to be. And like, with all due respect, I didn't watch the second episode. Like, I wasn't just going to listen to an hour of stories about him touching kids. Yeah, no, like, it's good that the people had, like, the catharsis to, like, you know, share their story. But we, some of us have gone through this shit and we don't need to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's our episode. Do we have any final thoughts? Do not put your kids in Boy Scouts. Yeah, that's the other thing. Girl Scouts, like who cares about the fucking cookies? Like it's all like, it's all to teach them how to be like capitalists and like military people, I think. Yeah. But at least the Girl Scouts, they're not like hauling them to the woods and, or maybe. I they don't are. think so. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Maybe they are. I don't know. Where's the Girl Scout documentary? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking watching this too. I was like, there's gotta be something there too. Yeah. There's gotta be something going on. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll find out someday. But uh, yeah, Michael Johnson also, when he gave that press conference after he quit, like he made it very clear there and he makes it very clear in this documentary, Boy Scouts are still not safe for kids. No. Like they I'm have, glad he made a point of that. Yeah. Like they haven't made any real changes that would make it a safer environment, which is bananas. Like do something like fucking ask for an idea. Do they even do that yet? Great question. Maybe that's the bare minimum, but that doesn't always tell you everything. Yeah. Like you can look at someone's ID. It's not going to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So very heavy documentary, but it's good. And it's, it's short. I like that. And if it's not going to be too triggering, I would say give it a watch because the people depicted here obviously deserve to have their stories told but yeah i do agree with that also if you listen to this episode you know what you're you're in for if you watch the documentary so uh tread lightly Mm -hmm. don't watch it before you go to bed absolutely not i saved this for middle of the day consume it get in the studio talk about it never think about it again yeah yeah i'm this is definitely not a rewatch for me that's for sure no but hey, Cindy, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, and I'll have you on more. Of course. Um, do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Just follow me on social media. I'm pretty much at Cindy Arvina Jr. on all the platforms. X, Instagram, t- TikTok. You're on Blue Sky yet? Oh, I don't know Blue Sky. Should I join Blue Sky? Uh, if you have an invite. You can <laughs> send me an invite. I will Adam. I actually have a bunch. <laughs> cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, you can follow me at adamtoddbrown.substack.com. Uh, you can also follow me on blue sky if you're there and uh, follow the show at true crime sucks on Instagram. And I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Cindy say goodbye. Hey, goodbye. Goodbye everybody. We love you. <laughs>